Hey guys, and welcome to the latest episode of Cultured Boys, a show where two guys just want to have a chat. As always, I'm joined by Pepe, and this week we're doing another manga review. How you doing, Pepe? Yeah, bro, I'm good. It's good to do another manga review. Um, catching up on some series from uh, Weekly Jump. Yeah, good to jump into it. Yeah, so we want to talk about another two new series, The Elusive Samurai and Witch Watch, which... If you listen to the previous one, we did actually say we were going to talk about Witch Watch eventually. So, as far as sequel episodes go, this is the second one, guys. We're doing pretty good. <laughs> I know, there's like two uh, Pokemon ranking videos and now two manga review episodes. Jeez. Yeah, isn't it? Okay. It's like your boys know how to start series. <laughs> just just about <laughs> when we feel like it. <laughs> yeah, when we remember. So which one do but, we want to jump into first, Nathan? Uh well, they're fresher in your mind because you just caught up on mm-hmm. them, right? So why don't you pick? I'll let you pick. Okay. Cause um basically uh I read the first chapter of Elusive Samurai ages ago, but I dropped off it because I haven't been keeping that much up to date with manga. Uh, but I decided, you know what, I'm going to try and catch up with this. So I, ca- I caught up with Elusive Samurai first. So let's jump into that. Um, do you want to like run through like what it's about? Or uh... Uh, Yeah, okay. So basically, the story revolves around this main character. I forget his, ne- his first name. I know he's Hojo. And he is the son of the Shogun of Kamakura. And it's basically... They were betrayed and sold out to, uh, I believe, the shogunate of a different section of Japan. Yeah, it's Kyoto, wasn't it? Um, yeah. Yeah. So he's the last surviving Hojo. And the premise is basically this kid is the most reluctant to take up the position. He doesn't want to be a lord. He doesn't want to be anything more. He just wants to live a life and he's portrayed as useless at everything else except for running away so then he gets saved by a priest i forget his name (laughs) (laughs) this is going well (laughs) (laughs) and it's the story of how this kid is basically going to flip the whole script basically everybody is like a warrior type in this like it's like almost edo period time you know like warring factions samurais fighting constantly you know but this kid is going to flip the script and he's going to be like history's most famous warrior but not for fighting for evading and running away he's going to be famous in a different way and that's like the whole premise of how he's going to take back kamakura and become like the most famous samurai in history mm-hmm. it's um it, i tell you what it is a very good manga if you're into your uh typical shonen stuff especially since um the mangaka of this one was uh previously the author of uh, assassination classroom uh which is a really good manga if you an anime if you have, ever need to check that out but i'd highly recommend that um the the new main character in this like he's a pretty good proxy for uh nagisa from assassination classroom very unassuming character but is like clearly the protag because he's got you know he's got like hidden fangs you know like nagisa like t- spoilers towards the end was like supposed to be like the pure hidden assassin you know yeah and it's kind of like 
it's not quite like a hidden assassin, but this like new main like main character is kind of like that, you know, like he's supposed to be a real unknown. Yeah, it's like he has that hidden talent which doesn't come across like when you first meet him. Like I think the whole kingdom at first know that he's like he has that reputation of being useless, but he has that certain skill. Um, it's worth knowing that the main character is called um, Tokiyuki. That's it. And um, the priest is uh, called uh, Sua Yorishige. Is the, uh, oh, yes. Yeah. Yorishige-san. Yeah. So those are, the, those are the two main characters you want to focus on with this. Because Yorishige is kind of like, um, he becomes uh, Tokiyuki's mentor in all this. Yes. So he's... He's yeah. Karasuma. Yeah. Sensei. Exactly. Yeah. If, if Karasuma was just like bat, low-key batshit crazy <laughs> if karasuma was koro sensei yeah yes <laughs> exactly like he's kind of like um the thing is with koro sensei in uh, assassination classroom is that he like in assassination classroom like koro sensei is like the guy that everyone needs to kill to save the world and he has those brilliant comedy moments and um uh yorishige has those as well that's what he does so well it's yeah. uh, <laughs> he's Yoroshige is also spoilers. He is the supposedly the reincarnation of a god, the god of hunting. I forget what that their name is, but they preside in the Suwa province. Um, so they he often breaks the fourth wall. His <laughs> his whole thing is that he can like see the future. He's a clairvoyant. Mm. And he often has panels where he's like, in the future, this will be called this. And everyone's like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> it is some brilliant moments when he comes across that. Because there is like a one point, like it's stuck out of my mind when you said that he references stuff. Is that he's literally wearing a Goku wig in one of the yeah. panels. Like I remember yeah. like when I was reading that last night, I was like, Jesus Christ, like so on the nose. And there's a uh, in one of the later chapters. There's um, a bit where um, but uh, Tokiyuki takes part in a um, archery contest. Yes, and that's a good that's a good chapter. It is a really good. All chapter. those chapters are really good. Mm, it's good, uh, and like that's the thing with this manga as well. It keeps uh, like it. Do, what it does well is those action moments, and the art style is absolutely brilliant as well. I have to say, it is. Mm. It it melds really well. It's a really good shonen because it's. It's really his style, you know, that there's serious fight scenes, but then there's the ridiculousness of like in the archery, he takes part in a tournament against the new like lord of the area. And his whole thing is that he's got amazing eyesight, but his eyeballs are often bulging out of his yeah. eyes. Oh, it's absolutely creepy. That's the thing that like makes it so well. It's like um, his the manga's art style is so like it's so good. It's clean. But it's creepy at the same time. When he wants to do creepy, he'll do creepy. It's like... Although the latest chapters are really good because they're trying. He's uh, Tokoyuki is trying to get a new vassal, mm. so he has to break in to this new lord's place, his compound, to steal the uh, what was it, the governmental right, yeah, um, so that they can't search Suwa Temple and. They get found out by this guy, one of this guy's like soldiers or what, like his captain like or something. Right hand man, yeah, yeah. And all it is is this dude just got really good hearing, but to show you that he's got fucking huge ears, <laughs> right? And then they team up together to chase him down. And some of these drawings are hilarious because mm. it's this dude with the bulging eyes. He's a great archer, 
And then this dude with <laughs> massive ears who seemingly loves him or something. Yeah. And it's supposed you get some of these weird like romance shots of them on a horse. <laughs> it's like um the guy of the ears is literally hugging the guy of the eyes. <laughs> like, so... Yeah, I mean, he's got one of those like in love faces, there's probably yeah. blush on it as well. Yeah. You're just like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> They're trying to kill two kids, but at the same time, there's some weird romance going on yeah. on this horse. But um yeah, the action in this is like on point. Like it's one of those ones you want to keep reading the next chapter, like a like you want to see what happens next it's one of those ones that it's uh it's a gripping one for sure i think uh it depends on like what you prefer in a shonen manga as well though because i did find True. this at times a little um i don't know how to put it I, uh, is there certain like the certain manga like sakamoto days for example that like gripped me from the first chapter and i was like geez i need to read more of this um whereas this one, like, it kind of took me a little bit more time to get into, but like, when you yeah, get, get into that. it, like, it is like it is on point. The art style is on point. The action's on point. Like, the style is creepy as fuck. Like, at times, not all the time. Bear in mind. Um, I tell you what, it is. It's because Sakamoto Days went straight into it. Hmm. You know what I mean? Like, the premise was like given to you as they were doing the action, whereas <laughs> this one was like you got premise first. They <laughs> set everything up because like i don't feel like this was one that you could have probably set up with the action but it'd be way more confusing yeah like it it did really benefit it to see you see mm. um them i i guess for now the main antagonist I, if mm -hmm. i remember correctly his name is like ashiage uh, uh like the greatest warrior of the hojo clan who betrayed them yeah ashikaga takayuji is the uh antagonist yeah, i wasn't I, I wasn't that far off yeah, you're very close <laughs> very close but yeah yeah kind of to set the story better uh, it it did sort of need to be like oh look at him he's the best everyone loves him and then it's like straight away he's like betrayed them yeah it's it's one of those ones where like this manga actually sets up the story from the get-go because this is a story about how the main character is gonna become like basically this almighty warrior from just evading things like all he knows is evading right now but he's gonna progress and he is gonna be on a, like a a learning curve throughout the whole series uh, it's, it's another one of those unconventional shonens where there's like battle but like it's not solved in the traditional like i fight you you fight me it's gonna be melee you know like i'm going to fight you and get strong through the fight it's more like these people are demons they're way stronger than him and all he has is his wit and his physical ability to run away. Mm -hmm. It's good. Like, it's, um, that's the thing. Like Every opponent that he comes up again is something is like an obstacle he has to overcome in his skill set, basically. Um, so it's, it's, it's great. It's, it's a good way of like setting up those like antagonist fights. It's not like, um, <laughs> what is it, like uh, Dragon Ball, for example, where like... Or like no, Dragon Ball is a bit of a weird one to compare it to. I feel like it's uh, like Hitman Reborn, for example. There's like fights in there, and then like he beats the enemy, but then that enemy kind of becomes his friend in a way. It's a very different vibe to that. Whereas uh, in um, yeah. Elusive Samurai, he beats someone, and then he, but they're like straight up evil. There's no, there's no like redemption for these characters that are like <laughs> that he's yeah. defeating right now. They, <laughs> there's there's they none do of that. Definitely <laughs> set up each villain like there is. They don't have remorse for their actions and they clearly have chosen this path. Mm. But I do agree with you that it's like a good way of 
because they have some sort of skill that he needs to learn mm. and he's the type that learns in the heat of the moment mm-hmm. kind of thing so it's like it's pretty good that he will face at least for now you know because it's still early on i don't know how many chapters i could take of him <laughs> maybe face. you know like if it's not they don't drag out a fight too long Mm-mm. at the moment no. but i don't know how much i want to read him like oh look at this amazing fucking samurai He's the best with a pole arm. I don't know how much I want to see, like a mm. ten chapter fight of that. Let's say. Yeah, you want to see like you want to see how um, Tokiyuki progresses in it. Basically, that's what you want yeah. to see in it. And right now, the antagonist fights are usually in the space of two to three chapters. Like, so if if they're continuing, that is like sometimes there'll be the odd chapter where it's like a one off and it's like, oh, okay, the problem's resolved here. But like a lot of it is like, oh, there's this guy here that we need to defeat, and like it ends in about two, three chapters, I'd say. But it, yeah. it is worth saying as well that this at, at this moment of recording, there's only about thirteen chapters out. So yeah, it's super early on. It is yeah. quite fresh, and we have no idea. It, it's it's like what kind of direction it could take and who he could end up facing. Like you just don't know at the moment because it could be anyone with any type of skill. Hmm. it's kind of like um the way uh dr stone starts out uh like within the first five chapters of that like it establishes that like oh you've got senku you've got um uh, is it taiju? taiju yeah taiju taiju yeah it's, you got those two from the start and then it by the fifth chapter you have sukasa who is the like the big bad at that point but spoiler for dr stone stuff like eventually sukasa does um he does join up with senku join the kingdom of yeah. science the kingdom of science. <laughs> exactly like so like it's one of those ones where like that that's uh that's the sort of thing i was telling you about um hitman reborn is that oh yeah they have enemies but eventually join them and they build up their kingdom of science whereas this one it feels like um with elusive samurai they come against people who they kill like they kill the bad guys and then he's looking for more people to join his army in a way the people who join him clearly have some sort of redeemable quality about them Mm -hmm. and again this is only based off of the current chapters where he's look he's currently with his latest potential vassal Mm -hmm. which is the first new vassal to be introduced yeah all the rest of them already were at siwa temple so they're like already good Mm. whereas this person is like not quite all good but there's like good in them yeah like he's um he's like sort of learning a little bit this new character that's coming but um yeah like as i said it yeah it's the early days and they could to be fair it wouldn't surprise me if eventually um tokyuki comes across someone in the enemy army and they do join his forces like it wouldn't surprise me if that happened at all like oh, yeah um that's got to happen at some point because there's there's only so many random like oh it's this person off the street that's <laughs> super good you know what i mean like yeah. at some point you're gonna have to try and turn the enemy right mm-hmm. yeah so i think that comes with any like manga it does happen um but yeah yeah, yeah this manga is good it it's got huge potential and we have mm-hmm. high hopes for this series yeah 100 percent. um let's move on to next series then because uh i actually really enjoyed this one i had like I- I'm pretty sure, I don't know if it's on recording or not, but mm-hmm. I've definitely told you before that you would like this series. 
and surprisingly i like the series it's um <clears throat> it's not a genre i often enjoy um so uh yeah the series mentioned earlier uh witch watch is uh it's um it's a sort of like how do you describe it? like a supernatural supernatural like slice of life yeah i would say yeah, so the whole concept is basically um, we get this uh, guy who's just started high school uh, whose name is... Morihito. Morihito. Thank you, thank you. Uh, and so uh, he's about to start high school and then he get, uh, t- his dad tells him, okay, look, there's uh, uh, this girl from your childhood called uh, Nico and she's basically uh, coming to high school. But uh, she's going to be... Uh, well, she wants you to be her familiar. And he's like, what the fuck? But Obviously, a, bit, a little bit of backstory here. Nico is a witch, and uh, Morihito is an ogre. So, not in the conventional, like, they look like witches and ogres. Like, they both they look like look normal like high schoolers. Yeah. yeah. There's no, like, weird, like, uh, supernatural thing about them. There's no, there's no like, Lala, Devaluk sort of, like, tale coming out or anything. It's literally just, like, she's a witch, looks like a high schooler. He's an ogre that looks like a high schooler. It's, like, supernatural, hidden in plain sight sort of thing. But yeah, uh, so she's coming over to start high school and she wants uh, Morihito to be her familiar. But uh, deep down, Nico uh, kind of loves Morihito. Uh, so she like, so she like, sees that it's like a sort of like a potential love thing there. But obviously he doesn't see it like that. He's like, I want to protect her now. That's his, that's his mission. That's, what his, that's, that's the mission that his father's given him. You need to protect her. Uh, because apparently Nico is under threat of something some sort of like supernatural thing who knows it hasn't even been established yet but uh basically like she's in danger in this next year dangers go before her and it's morihito's goal to protect her uh morihito has like supernatural strength basically but he was like kind of bullied for it when he was younger weirdly enough so he's he like kind of overcomes that but where uh, nico is just she uses her witch powers just willy-nilly basically she just like goes for it she's a free spirit exactly and she's like unafraid to hide that sort of shit so she comes into high school and she just tells everyone that she's got witch powers <laughs> Whereas, like, that's like complete the sort of complete opposite to morihito who's been like basically convinced he, that he needs to hide his powers well he sheltered yeah. himself away mm-hmm. and he learned to control it whereas nico who supposedly had been training to control her powers apparently uh is not very good regardless yeah. of how much training she's done <laughs> um, but it also needs to be mentioned when we're saying ogre we're not talking like shrek or like a western <laughs> ogre we're talking onis we're talking onis, japanese yeah. ogres so the onis yeah. you know the ones that have the horns carry the clubs yeah but um the uh yeah that's so that's the premise and mm-hmm. at the moment it's like a sort of like sitcom kind of situation you know yeah it's a different problem each week and mm-hmm. it gets made worse because Nico tries to use some magic and she's not very good. And right. Morihito or Moi, as she calls him, like has to fix the problem. Mm-hmm. Here's a good way to establish what her powers are like. So literally her first introduction, when she meets Morihito, she literally bursts through um, a glass door uh, and he's like, what the hell? You've just broken the glass door. And she's like, oh, don't worry, I can repair it. Uh, no problem at all. Have you got something that you uh, that hold you value loved. to? Yeah. And he's so, like, oh, I've got this. Yeah. So he's like, oh, I've got this really cool mug, uh, like a vintage mug that I really enjoy. And she's like, oh, okay, cool. And then so what she does is uh, she repairs the window, like door, no problem. But in sacrifice, 
uh, Morihito's mug gets destroyed, and he's like, "What, my mug?" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Basically, the good yeah. way to think of it is like it's almost like equivalent exchange from um, Full Metal Alchemist, or like the quirks from uh, My Hero, where like everyone has a power, but there's some sort of downside. It's never exactly. It's never like a one to one. It's not always good. Like something has to happen, mm-hmm. and that's the problem with like a lot of Nico's powers, like. For example, the one where she makes it light, that she casts it on herself and Morihito to like so they have an easier time. They're all like more happy and whatever joyful. But then like the downside is they then get super deep and depressed. <laughs> it's like I think um uh what was it? the with the light thing as well, like he made uh she uses it on Morihito because I think they're trying to save someone from a burning building. Yes. And then she's like, Oh, it's too heavy. We need to we need to do something. So she makes Morihito lighter. But in the process of making him lighter, he has like a personality switch where he like turns from this very serious like high to schooler. Just too to friendly. Just like very flirty. He's like a hey baby, let's go for a date. <laughs> and it's like it's so out of character for him, but it's really jokes. Um and then the downside to it is like, yeah, he becomes heavier afterwards. And then he just like again has a personality switch where he just literally just becomes like so depressed. <laughs> like later on it's it's a it's a very good uh concept for a manga uh it's, it's light-hearted yeah it's quite fun um there's also like i like the chapters where they establish a little bit more of morihito's character because mm-hmm. all you ever see is that he's very serious because of the way he grew up he got bullied mm-hmm. well it's not quite bully but like he realized he was different and he was like ostracized for being different so he tried yeah. to blend in as much as possible and control what he is and hide it from everyone but mm-hmm. then you get chapters like, uh, you know, like when she's like, hey, what do you think of my outfit? And then he doesn't say much. Yeah. And then at the end, it turns out he's like a super like fashionista, but for like specifically like ancient French <laughs> um, fashion. And <laughs> and he's like, I actually like what you normally wear because it's look at the stitching and the mm. fabric. You just don't get things like that anymore. <laughs> and you're like, what? <laughs> this dude doesn't look like he'd give a shit about fashion but not just any fashion like ancient french fashion from like from like the renaissance or whatever like it's things like that i like this this Mm. is a a different like slice of life yeah i I guess it's just because it's a little more interesting with the like supernatural Mm. and there's some comedy like elements Mm -hmm. because we didn't even mention like at the start that his dad was like even though we have blended in with human society, we look like normal humans, mm. we still have to obey the ancient laws. Mm-hmm. So if you don't become Nico's familiar, you will turn back into the animals that we originally came from. But we are a strange combination of a bull and a tiger. So I don't yeah. know what you'll look like if you <laughs> reject this. It's true, yeah. So that's like, that's like his motivation. So like he does... It's not like he, that's his only motivation to protect Nico, but like it is yeah, like childhood another, friends. Yeah. But like yeah. that's the comedy element. Like, yeah. what the fuck would he look like if he became <laughs> some weird bull tiger? Yeah. <laughs> like, is it the top half will be bull and the mm. bottom half? You know what I mean? Like, what kind yeah. of combination is this? You have no bloody idea, but I kind of want to yeah. see it. <laughs> it could be something like towards the end of the actual manga itself. Like he does actually turn into it. You never know. Who knows? Again, like this is a very early days series. It is eleven chapters in. You say that, but you know, in this series, like if he ever did turn into it, Nico would pull some sort of spell out of her yeah. weird book of spells and 
it just wouldn't work. Yeah. <laughs> like she'd be like, I can fix you, and it's like, no, you can't. No, yeah. you don't don't. Please don't. There's there's the one thing about this manga though that does really well. I think uh, it's the character personalities that really shine through in this manga. Yes. Like it, I think very character driven. Yeah, I think this is like this is a really good one though. That's why I really like this. Um but uh it's worth mentioning as well that this series is also from the uh author uh, the manga cut of uh Sket Dance. If uh if you have ever read that at all or watched it, it's um it's a very it's a bit high school setting concept of that and it's about this uh group of uh teenagers who form a club basically helping uh, other high schoolers with their problems. Um and it, that is a series I'd really recommend because I like it is Again, it's a that's slice of life. Art, that's why the art looks so familiar. Mm. That's, that's it. what it is. I couldn't, I couldn't figure it out because I never actually read Sket Dance. But I'm like, I swear I've seen these characters before. Yeah. Like, you know, certain yeah. elements look like something else, but I could never figure it out. Thank you for that, by the way. That actually has been bugging me for a long time. <laughs> the drawing style is so similar, Nathan. And like, there's facial expression. That's, that's the one thing about Sket Dance that I absolutely loved. It's the humor in it. Like the humor in Sket Dance is so on point. Like, like it's kind of it's kind of similar to Gintama humor, um, okay. but like not like Gintama is very parody esque, whereas the uh, uh, Sket Dance is very like it is just very situational comedy based, and it is like it does humor brilliantly. So I think if you ever get the chance, Nathan, I know you like you're not keen on the slice of life thing, but if you like Witch Watch, you'll a hundred percent like Sket Dance. There's no I'm doubt about it. I feel it. that way now. Especially because yeah. it's the previous work, so there's yeah. no reason why I wouldn't like it. Mm. Oh yeah, like the, the like the comedies in there, like it has like sort of drama scenes in it, like the like emotional bits as well with Sket Dance that you don't see coming at all because the whole series is built off like comedy, and it's the same okay. with this as well. Like it's all built on comedy, and then it has these certain moments where the characters just like have like they have their like tragic backstories. Like I won't say that it's not completely tragic, like fucking like deep dark shit but like there are like the characters that have their flaws and why they have them which is why i'm really looking forward to seeing how witch watch goes because again it's so character driven and seeing characters develop more of a backstory with is like brilliant and that's why i love sket down so much i'm looking forward to see how that comes through in this that should be pretty good because we don't we know a little bit about morihito and what he had to go through but we actually don't know a whole lot about Nico's backstory. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Like, we know that she had like a she makes like friends quite easily, kind of. Yeah. She had she a, went off yeah. to a mountain to train, like. But we don't know more than that. Like, uh, like as I said, it's very early days as well. It's eleven chapters in at this time of recording. Um, also, but yeah, more characters. There could be way more characters because they did just mm. like in spoilers. The most recent ones they introduced the Tengu. He's also her familiar, and he's completely different to both of them. So there could be more characters along the way, like more familiars that we don't know about. Exactly, yeah. And it is like it's worth mentioning it is still in a high school setting as well. So there are characters in there, like mainer characters that don't have any powers. Like so, we've got the ogre, we've got the tengu, we've got the witch, who all have supernatural powers. But like we also have like characters that like uh, Nico meets in school. Like she makes friends oh, quite quickly, we and they even like... talk about their class. That their class mm. is filled with like 
anime and manga tropes oh yeah see this is this is it this is what i talk about about the humor in uh witch watch it, like it just like it comes across so well and yeah the anime and manga tropes is <laughs> what is it there's one character in there where they're doing all like all minor character introductions and <laughs> there's was the one guy with the uh, without sleeves oh yeah <laughs> like, my my name is this person like my my name translates into sleeveless and it's true i haven't worn sleeves since i was in like, like that's middle like school their whole class yeah. their whole class is like that each person's like oh my name is this but it translates to this and you're like oh you're just the trope and your name is the trope <laughs> and like uh, it's it's so it's so well done the humor is so great in this um I'm just glad to see that kind of humor coming back from uh, that sort that step dance uh, series, um, and that I really do look forward to seeing how far it goes. So, um, especially like that's that's the thing with skit dance. I know I'm talking about skit dance a lot right now, but like that was just a high school setting, and the humor was great in that. But there wasn't like much else to it apart from the high school setting. So seeing how the supernatural elements come into this, it gives it a new spin uh in some way it can create more situations because you can do almost anything mm. especially now that you've got a fucking tengu who can control wind you've got a witch that can do almost anything but will always fail and an ogre who has to deal with it all with super strength essentially but he's also the most sensible one so <laughs> i'm looking forward to see what other characters they can introduce from like mythology as well i know in it like yeah. what other yokai can you chuck in there? Kappa. Oh, there's going to have to be a Kappa. I want to see a Kappa. <laughs> there's got to be a Kappa in it at some point. Yeah. Like, currently, a lot of the um, a lot of the characters in there, well, I, I say two out of the three supernatural characters, are based on Japanese mythology. And the witch is obviously, like... It's hard to say where witches come from in terms uh, of mythology. Like, I would say that's more like a universal mythology yeah. at this point. Yeah. I think it's mostly Western, you know, like European mythology, but it's mm -hmm. by this point, a lot of things are just sort of universal because they've just been in the public consciousness for a mm. long time. Yeah. I would like to see where else I can go with it. Like, um, but yeah. I mean, there's got to be like a dragon at some point as well, right? <laughs> it's, yeah. It's Asian. You know, it's an yeah. Asian thing. We always got to put dragons in it. Put dragons somewhere. <laughs> yeah. And, and the thing is, right, if the dragon isn't a familiar, then they're going to be an antagonist. Yeah. It's so hard to establish what the antagonist is at this point because, like, well, there's anything. <laughs> yeah. Because we don't know. We just know there's some mm. troubles on the way, and our boy Moe's got to sort it out with yeah. uh, Tengu Kid. I well that's the thing Tengu kid's name Tengu, uh isn't it khan or something that's it is it, it is khan? actually yeah it literally is yeah um so yeah uh it's also worth mentioning as well that the tengu and ogres actually hate each other yeah but it's like they make it come across more like a, it's a tengu thing yeah like some sort of inferiority <laughs> complex basically like the backstory is khan's like i hate this guy because why do ogres get to be the most famous Japanese uh, yokai? What about tengus? No one respects tengus, especially those ogres. And Morihito's like, I feel absolutely nothing towards tengus. I have no opinion. I don't even think about them. And Khan's like, that's what I'm talking about. That right there. That's why I hate you. Uh, 
But again, it it really does seem like a, a Tengu inferiority complex. You know what made me laugh? It's uh, there's a there's a panel uh, where Khan's talking about his dad and how his dad hates ogres. <laughs> but he goes on about um, Demon Slayer, Kimetsu no Yaiba. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, oh, that was uh, my dad's favourite series because it was all about killing demons and ogres. <laughs> and, like, it had Tengus in it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I think that reference made me laugh so much. I, I just love the panels where yeah. Khan is actually just going off on one about, it's all your fault, you lot don't respect us. And it is just like, most of the panel is Morihito's stone ass face saying, mm-hmm. I don't care about Tengu. I don't think about them. <laughs> like, uh, absolutely playing into the fact uh, exactly what Khan is complaining about that fucking <laughs> no one respects them and that no one thinks about them. And it is just a pan face Morihito, like, yeah, exactly. I don't think about you. I don't care. <laughs> Yeah, 100% recommend it. 100% uh, recommend Elusive Samurai. They're yeah. both really good manga right now. I do hope please, they stay around for a bit. Please, please, check both. They mm-hmm. are both worth reading, and they both have great potential. Mm-hmm. Cannot recommend them enough. Much like in our last ones where we were talking about Sakamoto Days and Mashal, a lot of these series, if you give them a chance, they're actually pretty good. You do have sure. to sift through some of the new ones. They're not all great, but and hopefully if you enjoy our opinions then you'll find new series as well mm-hmm, for sure it's worth mentioning as well that you can read all of these on the um manga plus app from suasia yes you so can read uh, it for free mm-hmm. pretty much like yeah. what like probably like two three days after it comes out in japan when they've translated it and put it out yeah for sure <laughs> but yeah cool that about rounds up today thank you for listening guys we shall see you next time Bye bye Bye, guys.